So Tanya will say, I hum under my breath. And then she'll ask me the question, and I never know how to respond. Do you know that you're humming under, my bre under your breath? If I say yes, I know that I'm humming under my breath, then I'm in trouble because I'm doing it intentionally, and it's annoying to her. If I say no, I don't realize that I'm humming my breath. It suggests that I might have something wrong inside of my brain. So I never know quite, bum, bum, bum. I don't know what to do because I'm just caught. I'm like, well, of course I know I'm humming. Then why are you doing it? Because it's irritating me. No, I don't know what I'm doing. Are you losing your mind? Maybe. Other things that I don't understand, string theory, okay? And so because I don't understand, I go to dummies.com. String theory is a work in progress. So, so trying, and I'm quoting directly, right? Trying to pin down exactly what the science is or what its fundamentals are can be kind of tricky, but it includes these following features. String theory. All objects in our universe are composed of vibrating filaments, strings, and membranes, brains, of energy. String theory attempts to reconcile general relativity, general relativity, gravity, okay, and quantum physics. I wish I could just throw the pen up in the air and it would stay, but yeah, I can't. There's a new connection called supersymmetry that exists between two fundamentally different types of particles, bosons and, I don't even know how to pronounce this word, fermions, fermions, F-E-R-M-I-O-N-S, I don't even know what that is, like I said dummies.com. Several extra, usually unobservable dimensions to the universe must exist. String theory. I love it. Page 1010, verse 17, chapter 13. We're just about done. One might argue this is the what sermon in the series on Hebrews? The p, p, p. Yeah, thank you very much. Penultimate. Obey your leaders and submit to them. I love it when we start there. For they are keeping watch over your souls. So that's why I don't sleep at night. As those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning. For that would be of no advantage to you. Pray for us. For we are sure that we have a clear conscience. Desiring to act honorably in all things. I urge you the more earnestly to do this. In order that I may be restored to you sooner. Your leaders a responsibility for the soul. It should cause pause, right? It's not a legal or financial responsibility. If you do something felonious, it's not on me. You write a check. Do people write checks anymore? I'm not going to cash it, or I'm not going to be your backup Venmo. It's something more valuable than that. The other day, I walk up to the ATM, right, and I put in my card, and I ask for some cash, and it, uh, it uh, says, um, I will give, well, how would you like your $100? Would you like 250s, or would you like 520s? I'm like, I'd like 520s. And then before I can take my 520s, it makes me take the card, right? And why is that? Because the card's the most important thing. So you don't leave the card in the ATM. Walk away with your cash. Have you ever noticed, okay, how often people are so wrapped up in the urgency, the tyranny of the moment, that they forget the most important thing? How often do we do that? We get so wrapped up in what's happening around us that we miss the most important thing. 
Obey your leaders and submit to them. I, I wish we could redefine this word submit because it's locked in our brains as something bad. Obey. Cock. Do you have to go? Okay, sounds great. We just have emergency medical and uh, fire personnel at Timberwood Church, and if they have to go, we let them go. <laughs> Everyone else has to stay. <laughs> also, and I think I've shared this before, right? When I hear a siren, when I hear one of our law enforcement, when I hear an ambulance, when I hear a fire truck go off, just because I have family that are in this industry, right? I pray for them. So I, I wish we could do that. I wish we all would do that. Just do that. If you hear an alarm go off, if you hear a, 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 a siren on the road, that get out of the way, but pray for them. Where were we at? <laughs> Cockerill. Obey and submit. I wish we could redefine these words, right? Not, not in what they mean, but in how we approach them or how we respond to them. Cockerell argues that, that, that obedience is about de depending on putting, putting trust in and submit. It, it, it's not like an all-star wrestling move, okay? It, 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 it's not being put in a choker hold and tapping out, submitting, I submit. It, it's this idea of, of yielding. Yielding to someone's authority. Yield and giving way to that authority. And again, more than anything else, I would invite us to think in terms, when we read a text like this, who are the leaders in our lives who do we permit to influence us? And do they care about the most important thing? Because I would submit, there's many voices that I let into my life that do not care about the most important thing. They do not care about my soul. It's why I rail consistently against cable network news. I, 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 can't, I can't make it any more clear than what is going on here. And then the challenge exists of how do you make sure the leader is actually a good leader and what happens if they do something really bad? A good leader shouldn't hurt boys and it shouldn't, they shouldn't hurt girls. They shouldn't do something felonious. We ask. We ask of our leaders. What did you do? What is going on? The standard is this letter. If all you have is the book of Hebrews, if, all, if the only standard you'd have is the book of Hebrews, it would be enough of a blueprint to say, okay, here's what Hebrews argues for. Here's the person that I'm allowing leadership in my life. Does it match the standard? It's there. The standard is the book. It's a pretty straight line from this book to behavior. And if the behavior or the request is wonky, it seems weird, it hits you odd, ask. Ask, please, ask. And I say this specifically of my own life. I, I have the unique honor of being in a unique position, and, and I love, I love the honor. If something looks weird, ask. Ask. What is more important, power or getting it right? I would say getting it right. What is more important, being right or getting it right? It's getting it right. And I can't speak for all leaders that exist in the world, but I can speak for me, and I have a reasonable sense that I can speak for the people that I work with at Timberwood Church. 
my concern, our concern is for your soul. I don't know how else I can express this. I am motivated to do what I do, not because of the stock options. I'm motivated to do what I do because I care for your soul. And, and some of you, and I won't look up right now, <laughs> some of you, I care for your soul more than you care for your soul. Uncle Dallas argues, the soul is the deepest part of the self. It is the integrative part of the human being. The soul is not something we have access to very often. Occasionally, if we're very quiet, it will show up. And Dallas goes on to talk about the soul in the context of the mind and the heart and the body and the fact that Jesus says, love God with your mind, your heart, your body, and your soul. And if there would be one of many things I might ask for, I would ask for this. That if I say something challenging to you, if, if I say something that makes you want to step back, if I say something that disagrees with your deeply held political position, if I say something that uh, conflicts with your lifestyle, if I say something that, that challenges behavior that you might have or choices that you make, it's because I care for your soul. And the text argues, and this was what keeps me awake at night, is that I have a responsibility for your soul. And that freaks me out. I think the text also challenges the, the, the reader, the listener, and I take this to heart as well. When I'm challenged, since I think a healthy organization has its people, whether in leadership or in service, willing to listen and learn, when I'm challenged, perhaps graciously, I might ask, do I get jammed up, i.e. groanful, or do I invite the well-placed observation? And I think that's true for all of us, right? Sh shouldn't we want someone to say, I, I don't quite get why this is so important to you in light of your claim to be a follower of Jesus Christ? I mean, shouldn't we want that? Sh shouldn't we want someone who would say, hey, just help me understand the behavior over here. Help whatever the behavior is. You know? And perhaps there's a reasonable explanation. No problem. Great. Wonderful. But shouldn't we want that in our lives? With respect to verse 17, I leave you with two thoughts. There are two types of people here today. The first type of person is the person who cares for their soul as much as I do. 
along the lines of, who loves you like me? Nobody. Nobody loves you. See, because never mind. And if you care for your soul as much as I do, I would argue you're in a pretty good spot. Because I'm really, really, really interested in being in an organization that creates followers of Jesus Christ and makes it to the end. The second type of person here today is those who care for their soul less than I do. And I'm saddened by that, but I'm also happy because you're here. You're here. And you're being challenged by the Word of God to raise your level of awareness for the thing that is most truly you. And the importance of what exists inside of us, even though it is invisible. The text goes on. Pray for us, for we are sure that we have a clear conscience, desiring to act honorably in all things. That is true. I can say that one of the most gracious things that you can do for me, pray and remember my birthday. I'm kidding. It doesn't matter if you pray. No, I'm kidding about that. I don't care about my birthday. Pray. I pray for you. I ask you to pray for me. Each week I know there's a group of individuals that that receive the prayer sheets. Amy referenced it earlier. Please, if, if you allow us the honor of praying for you, we will pray for you. But there's a group of individuals Sunday morning, I mean Monday mornings, Wednesday mornings, and then on the internet, okay? Uh, email prayer team, right? And on the prayer sheet is the staff at Timberwood Church. You pray for me. Thank you. You pray for us. We need it. We're, we're messed up, fallen people. And I'm not quite sure why God chose us or why God put us in this position. It doesn't always make sense to me. But we want to act honorably. We want to behave in a matter with a clear conscience. And, and we really do. We really want to act honorably. And when, when I don't act honorably, then I want to act honorably by saying I messed up. I screwed up. I was wrong. I should have been better. I should have been wiser. I wish I hadn't done what I did that caused the pain that I caused. Full stop. And if you've listened to me for any length of time, you know that I've confessed to most everything that I've done wrong up here. Maybe not in all the graphic detail. You don't want that. But if you're listening carefully, I've tried to provide a level of transparency about who I am and the fact that I am a human being created in the image of God and have great value. I've been redeemed by the blood and the cross and the resurrection. But I still mess up and I still need forgiveness. And I want to act honorably. I want to behave to the level of the calling. And when I don't behave to the level of the calling, I want to act honorably and ask for forgiveness and own the stuff that I've done wrong. So pray for us. And thank you for praying for us. It's an honor and a privilege to be on staff at Timberwood Church. I urge you the more earnestly to do this in order that I may be restored to you the sooner. 
being restored. We're not entirely sure what the author of Hebrews is getting at. Is it a kind of an extended holiday? Probably not. Is it a, a business trip, a book tour, you know, pitching Hebrews to, you know, the Middle Eastern, Mediterranean area? Most likely prison? Most likely the author's in prison? It's a guess. Probably the only thing that would really keep from, 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 from not being restored to them. The, the hope, the hope of seeing their people sooner. I love this. I'll often joke with friends, right? I'll say something along the lines of, hey, I'll see you soon, and, and if we die before then, I'll see you even more quickly. And I know I'm departing from the plain meaning of the text. I say this, the author of Hebrews isn't saying this. But, but when I read a verse like this, I can't think, I can't help but think of those who have gone ahead, right? How they've achieved what I hope to achieve. How they have gotten to the place where I want to get to. See you soon. I can't, I can't wait for the day. It's a beautiful thought. And I get that life is worth living and, and life should be valued. Man, in all ways, shapes, and forms, life should be valued. And there is more to living than life. There's eternity. There's the most important thing. There is this invisible string that ties us together. And, and I pray, I pray that you love your soul as much as I do. And I pray that we take seriously the author of Hebrews and his invitation for us to care about the most important things in our lives. Please pray with me. Just want to spend a little time in silence, if that's okay. Of course, what are you going to say, No. If you were honest before God right now, would you say you care for your soul as much as I care for your soul? Or would you say you care for your soul less than I care for your soul? Just be honest. I tell you, it is the most important thing. 
care for your soul to follow Christ with everything that we have. And I pray for you. I pray for us. I pray that we would care for our souls like Christ cares for our souls. I pray that we would care for our souls like the Spirit cares for our souls. I pray that we would care for our souls like Father God, Creator, Holy God cares for our souls. I pray that that would start with a relationship with Jesus Christ, saying yes to following Jesus. And then a lifelong pursuit. Father, thank you for this time. We are grateful to be challenged by your word. And we're grateful to be a part of this vibrant, life-giving community that you have created, that belongs to your Son, that is enabled by your Holy Spirit. Thank you for this place. In Jesus' name, amen.